Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What would, uh, I'll tell you what, Kerry O'Keefe, he doesn't want to talk about rugby league. Well, sorry, Kerry, today is going to be heavy rugby league. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or text 0457 736 736 at Joel Fletch SEN is the way to have your say. Coming up later on the show, Iron Man and nine-time Cool and Get a Gold winner, Ali Day will join us. Sydney Sixers all-rounder Tommy Curran. And we look ahead to the upcoming test, which kicks off right on the SEN network here on Thursday, we can't wait for that. NFL tennis, plenty to talk about. We might squeeze Shawnee Omrod in if we can get to him. There's so much to get to and a huge NRL segment, of course. Just before I introduce my next guest, or not my next guest, my co-pilot for the rest of the afternoon, the Telegraph and the City Morning Herald both reporting the entire West Tigers board has been dismissed effective immediately. The Chief Executive Justin Pascoe resigning from the club Barry O'Farrell will become the interim chairman, while Shane Richardson will become the interim chief executive. Now, I do understand Danny Stapleton will remain on the board. That's my information. Uh, but to join me to talk all things rugby league and the West Tigers, Michelle Bishop back in the seat. Hey, Shell. Good afternoon. You had me at chunky and meaty. <laughs> I'm here, I'm back, and I'm ready to roll. And I'm just wondering if we're going to celebrate this afternoon with a 1959 bottle of ben- Penfolds Grange. Oh, yeah. Uh, Barry O'Farrell. Do I yeah, have to oh, my that's jokes? right. That's right. <laughs> anyway, well, I, I, I love Barry. It started well. it, it, it's I'm, great. I'm a fan of Barry. Yes, good bloke. Shane Richardson Second to join stint the team too, because he was there what four years yeah. ago. He didn't last the twelve yep. months. Um, he had other commitments. Um, but you know, look, I no matter what way you look at this, good, bad, indifferent, I just want the West Tigers to move forward and be a powerful club. If I'm Benji Marshall, I've got to say, I'm tickle pink with this, and I, he would have relationships as I do with some of the outgoing board members, but they they needed this. They, they needed, you know, an emergency break glass, and, and this glass had to be broken, and they've done it succinctly and swiftly. To be honest with you, when this review was happening, I was thinking, okay, the feather dust is going to come yeah, out of I here. Yeah, I'm with you. I were you think we thinking the did. same? I think we all did, that they'd sort of, you know, buy a bit of time, smooth it over, yep. let the off-season, you know, come back saying we're going to be bigger than better. Uh, bigger and better this year, like they always yep. have. But clearly that hasn't happened. It's been a real shock this afternoon. Look, you know, when you do, when you have a look at some of the individuals, big fan of Lee Hedgepentelis, unfortunately, uh, you know, he's collateral damage out of this. I am a fan of Danny Stapleton's, had a long, long-term long relationship with Danny. I'm, I'm glad that he's still in and around. I think he, uh, you know, be, brings a bit of footy smarts to, to the board as well. Uh, as well as business. Uh, but look, as you, as you say, I'm not a, a passionate West Tigers supporter. I grew up being a, a very passionate Balmain supporter on that hill in the, in the old days. Uh, but it's just sad to see just uh, the, how bad the club has been over a long period of time. So the, not the company, but the group, I suppose, who was sort of leading this, and, and I do love the fact that in many ways, 
four of the individuals part of this group have have almost got rid of their own job. Yeah. Uh, the Holman Barnes group, who were the the committee who had conducted the independent mm-hmm. um, research on what's going on at the West Tigers, Tony Andraco, uh, Julia Romero, Dennis Burgess, Rick Wade, mm-hmm. were also part of the West Tigers board. board yep. So with themselves making this decision, they've also cost themselves out of the West Tigers board. So um, kind of told you that I guess their heart, their mind yeah, is all in the right place, and that, you know, putting the club first. Of course it is. Um, so that's what's happened. It's major news, and for me, as a West Tigers um, invested person, I suppose I, I do think. Whilst I feel for the people who, you know, they do put no matter what you think of anyone attached to rugby league clubs or sporting clubs, they are giving their heart and soul quite often for not much. So I do feel for those people outgoing. But at the end of the day, change had to be made. The, the West Tigers have been the laughing stock. For They're, a long time. For too long. For too long. For too long. And, and you can't put all the blame on the board or, you know, even Pasco, had you tell us, you can't do that. But it does send a bit of a message. We've got the news at the moment of David Norfolk, which we'll talk about as well. But it is big, big news. Uh, have your say on the text line, 0457. 736-736, call 1-300-01-1170. And as I reinforce, I do believe that uh, it's nothing personal to anyone who's on the outgoing side of things, but it just has to happen. It, it had to happen. And you, you think of Shane Richardson and success that's followed him. You think about Barry O'Farrell and what he's achieved in you know government and corporate world. It, it's just, it has to be a good sign, Michelle. And as you say, if you're Benji Marshall right now, um, I guess you're kind of feeling like, wow, this is a clean slate. This is my chance to stamp my authority. It's my first year as, yeah. as a head coach. Uh, and which obviously brings us straight to the top, the David Norfoluma situation, which you said that we will address. I think it's a big chance for him to, um, you know, set a standard moving forward. There's no more mucking around. We no. need, they need to, it's not about effort anymore. It's about results and, and West Tigers fans, they deserve it. Well, and, and you know what they've done. So if you know everything, that's when you're in trouble. Well, they've, Gone to independence. I think Tony Crawford might have played a big part. Mm-hmm. Do you know who else was involved in the independent? Can't um, remember, to I think be Tony Crawford, who was ex NRL, he, he had a major part to play with that. But and I think he has a really good relationship with Shane Richardson from yes. his time there. But that's just it. I have to be honest with you. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I don't know. I didn't invest in it because I just thought it was another. Here we go. Yeah. We'll just be told this, this, and this, and it'll buy a bit of time, and they'll start the year next year, and it'll all be the same old, same old. Yep. And you know who the most prized icon now is? Tony Crawford and Co. What about every other every other fan who's not West Tigers at the moment? Michelle, they're sitting there going, Hey Tony, you got a spare couple of months? Yeah. Uh, you wanna come check our club out? Yeah, what there, are you there'll doing be a lot at of the that. end of January. Yeah. But that's that that's accountability, right? Yeah. So that that's what you want in life is to be properly appraised. And he's come in there with the team and they've pulled the trigger in a major, major way. And all ships rise with the tide. This is going to keep happening. I promise you right now that Tony Crawford and co will pick up another gig similar fashion to this and not just in rugby league. Yeah, that they will. And look, just going back onto the West Tigers and their situation, it's those one percenters that we're really keen on. And one of the big things, um, I have a long history with the Balmain Tigers. That's yes. the club I grew up in. Uh, Mum was marketing manager there in the Billy Kane sort of days. Um, Kerry Hemsley is one particular player who says, we're never invited back. We're never involved. It's nothing about the old boys. Um, I know Kerry quite well. Yep. Grew up with him. Uh, he's now he regularly he's a regular at the Giants and the Swans in the AFL because 
No one's wanted to know where he is, what he's doing. He's not been a part of that club. So one of the big things is they have to look at is bring the old boys back because it's all about the history and, and combine them. I know it's been such an issue with the with the merger. We need to grow up and get over it yep. because there's a lot of good history there uh, that we should be they should be learning from. Tell you what I feel for uh, Joe Cool. Uh, Johnny Dory, he'd only yeah, been yeah. there for 10 minutes, so yeah, he, can ha- minutes. <laughs> he, he can only take all the blame. Uh, but anyway, that, that's not good for him, but mm. terrific fella, uh, Joe Cool. Uh, Lee Hadjimbatellis was on the show this morning with uh, Brandy and the Missile talking about today's board meeting. Here's what he had to say this morning. Well, there's a lot of misreporting about that, Andrew. I'll, I'll clarify it. There is no West Tigers board meeting tonight. The board meeting that's being held tonight is by the Holman Barnes Group, uh, who are the majority stakeholder, of course, who have commissioned... Uh, this review right. and uh, the report as I understand it has been complete and it will be presented to the Holman Barnes group tonight and if that's the case then it will be a matter for the Holman Barnes group as to whether uh, the report is considered tonight or adopted or whether the recommendations are adopted or whether it stood over to the new year or not it's a matter entirely for them but it's not it, it, the, the matter has not landed in the West Tigers lap as yet uh, it is still with our um, our shareholders uh, the Balmain Group and the the West Asheville Group. Okay, there you go. Well, it has landed in the lap now, Michelle. Uh, some hours on, and Can um, I just say though, there have been reports that tonight's scheduled club board meeting was understood to have been delayed twenty four hours, and that was, of course, to complete the legal documents to allow this new structure to be put in place. Yes. So. So are you suggesting that um, West Tigers in their past would wait for things to become official before it gets out in the public? Can you believe it? <laughs> is, is this what, something new? Oh, it's so topical. Um, so just repeating, the entire West Tigers board, Sands, Danny Stapleton, have been dismissed effectively immediately with Chief Executive Justin Pascoe resigning from the club. Barry O'Farrell will become the interim chairman. Shane Richardson will become the interim chief executive. Uh, Lee Hadjim tell us on... 2024 and what the future holds for the Tigers. This is what he had to say this morning. Look, I mean, we fully understand and share the angst and the disappointment that occurred this year and last year, of course. There's no denying that and there's no point in downplaying it whatsoever. But all those that are involved in the club, from the board right through to the football department, is absolutely sorry, are absolutely committed to turn things around. And it's been a work in progress, and it has been a work in progress for some time. I mean, looking back over that period, had the mistakes been made, perhaps, in hindsight? But moving forwards, we are absolutely committed to the structure that we have put in place now. I personally could not be more impressed with Benji and the coaching structure that he's put together and that the way that the players have responded to Benji over the last month or so. It's been incredible to watch. I've, I've been down to training. I've seen the players. I've spoken to a number of them. And they are all responding to Benj in a very, very positive way. Now, 24 is just around the corner. How will 24 be judged? Now, personally, from my, from my perspective, I'm not going to be judging it by wins and losses, although that's very, very important. It's just effort. I just want to see the effort. And Benj is, is instilling a certain benchmark and a certain demand of the players. Uh, and it all comes down to effort. And, then, and, and that's the catch cry. And that's what I would like to see. If we see that, that effort continue throughout 24 at the highest level, I'm sure we'll win a lot more games than we lose next year. So, so that's going to be the benchmarking for me. And as I say, uh, ben, Benji's been a revelation. Uh, the way he's assimilated into that role has been effortless. And, and I, I think he's going to be wonderful for those players and wonderful for the club. Yeah, he may be. Uh, Benji Marshall. And uh, uh, 
What do you make of those comments, Michelle? Yeah, look, you know, I'm a massive fan of Lee. You know that, Hadjib and Tellus. But I guess speaking from an outsider's perspective and, and not being as passionate about the club, uh, you need results. Benchmarks are wins and losses in this professional organisation. It's not about effort anymore. It's not the under-19s, um, you know, going for their grand final uh, you know, it, it's, it is, unfortunately, it is results driven and that's, uh, there's, there's no other way around that. And, you know, for the last two years, as, as Lee's just said, you know, he's been happy with what's, what, where they've been at with their effort. Um, I, I just, you know, it's frustrating to see someone like Michael Maguire be treated the way he was. Uh, I, I think that he was someone who could have taken the Tigers somewhere, but just didn't have, uh, the leadership where he needed it. Instead, they sided with players. Um, I hope this, as we move forward now, that this next management, uh, you know, gets it right, can support Benji if, if with with the decisions he, he makes. And if Benji's not the man for the job, move on that one too. This is a results-driven business. It's not about effort. And on the results too, and, and this is, you're exactly right, the West Tigers have completed 24 seasons. 24 seasons. How many times have they played in the top eight? Wow. So the top no, eight, yeah. but the top eight, right, mm. has been half the competition up mm. until the Dolphins came in last year. Yeah, right. And we're in a salary cap era. So you've got to finish in the top eight. half yep. only of the competition. And you've got rules favoring you with salary cap and whatnot mm-hmm. to make that happen. Yeah. In 24 seasons, probability and mathematics say that you should, every club should finish in the top eight 12 times prior to the Dolphins coming in. Yeah. The West Tigers in 24 seasons have finished top eight three times. Wow, that's, yeah, mind-blowing. You love your stats, don't you? <laughs> yeah, but that, that's a compelling one, right? Yeah, yeah. Three times yeah. in 24 seasons when yeah. probability and mathematics say all the favours come your way, you should be there as a minimum 12 times. Yep. And we've done it three times. And do you know the other thing that really amazes me about, and, and it just goes to show how much of a brilliant product, which we will talk about a little bit later on, Rugby League really is, is the passion and the, the loyalty that these West Tigers fans have, have showed. They've remained loyal. They hang on every year um, with everything, thinking, yep. okay, right, we've, we've done that. We're, we're, we're going to get there. This is our year. You hear them and you hear that, they, that there's real belief. Yep. A lot of other clubs, fans don't stick around like that. They're not as loyal. No. Have your say too, by the way. If you wish to have your say, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. The SEN network. I don't know if there's a, a a radio station on the planet who talks more rugby league than what we do. Uh, have your say, uh, Kerry O'Keefe. I don't think we'll love that too much, but that's fine. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy or text oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Here's one of the big big mistakes. And I I I love Tim Sheens, mm-hmm. but I said to, and I won't embarrass them because they're on the way out. I said to a certain outgoing person, I said, Sheensy has achieved a lot in the game, but mm-hmm. please go through his defensive records. The game is now about defence. Mm-hmm. Sheens is a great innovator. I would not be signing him as the coach because you need to be led by defence these days. We've seen that with the Panthers, the Roosters, the Storm. That's what wins your competitions. Mm-hmm. But despite me saying that, they couldn't give it rats, and, and they signed him on that. And we see the numbers for the West Tigers the last couple okay, of years Okay, you being a former player, you obviously, you know, again, I always sort of put it out there. Yeah, okay, I've never played the game. I remember having a very similar conversation just not even on, on the back of um, Tim Sheens and his defence, just on his achievements overseas in the lead-up to yeah. him coming to the West Tigers, and he wasn't the man for the job. Uh, if you did, you know, a little bit of research, 
Um, big fan of Tim Sheens, you know, I'd be, yeah. he coached my husband at one stage, you know, same time as yep. you. Uh, they're back at, you know, the Tigers. And um, a Hall of Fame coach, Michelle. There's oh, no question about that. 100%. 100%. Yeah. But at this time, at that time, he wasn't the right man for the job. And this is what I'm saying to you. We we came up with this big marketing spin that it was, we we're going to revisit the glory days of, it was it 2005 with Tim Sheens and Benji Marshall. And this was the next big thing that we we're all going to focus on and promise that, you know, now we're going to deliver. Um, and then, what, 12 months in, uh, or, or we're going to talk about him working with Benji and, 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 you know, bringing out the best in Benji. Then that was knocked on the head and Benji yeah. was going to do it all on his own. The West Tigers fans have been promised so much for so long that hopefully today is a line in the sand and they actually start to, to make some moves. Well, I reckon with this independent review, which we don't have the details for, but the first thing that I think about is, and I said this at the time on this very program, is that you become the sum of the average that you hang around most and all ships rise with the tide, right? Yep. So you're leaders in a club. That's why the Melbourne Storm having Slater, Cronk and Smith and your hardest workers are also your your heart, your, your best players. Mm-hmm. Penrith, similarly. You know, you talk, you're seeing James Fisher-Harris and Yo and Cleary and Liam Martin and you just – Dylan Edwards – you just know they're your hardest workers. Mm. Jerome Law, part of that as yeah. well. Well, when you speak to all the elite players that go off into New South Wales or yeah. into Origin Camp or playing for Australia, that's the first thing that, that some of them, you know, the newbies go in and see. They, they It rubs off them. They, they soak up everything the yes. way these elite players prepare. And you you want to hope that they go back to their own clubs and that starts that sort of, you know, yeah. ball happening for them. So my concern at the time, and I was very vocal that I was pro-Madge. And, and yes, the numbers weren't there. But the board at the time decided not to, to, to stay with Madge, a premiership-winning coach. He'd won in Super League. He'd won at South Sydney. Mm-hmm. But the the leaders at the time weren't happy with the work. And then when you get leaders who aren't in board, like the Panther, Melbourne Storm, Roosters players who had success, mm-hmm. they start to really poison the place, mm-hmm. right? And I go through this, and I'm not necessarily saying these guys uh, – in fact, I, I, I hear that Joe Offerhangawa is an, an outstanding trainer, so how we let him go, I'll never know. But – if you go through the leaders at the time for when Madge was sacked, mm-hmm. and again, I'm not saying any or throwing any aspersions towards these players, but fact is fact. Joe Offerhangawe, who was one of the leaders at the Tigers at the time, yeah. who the club favoured to be with the players and not with the coach, mm-hmm. he's gone to Parramatta. James Tarmo left the club, who was the captain at the time. Jackson Hastings left the club. Luke Brooks has left the club. And we're seeing now David Norfoluma. What's going on with him right now? And I'm thinking, so these are five of the leaders, and there would be others amongst them, but here's five of the leaders who you as a board backed because, no, we're going to believe them. And you got rid of the bloke who's since gone on to beat Australia by 30, since gone on to get a deal with New South Wales and arguably becomes one of the most sought-after coaches who would walk into a job. So that to me was just a, it was a major mistake, Michelle, it and it was huge. it was a mistake that we shared on this program, hey, and it was so also, frustrating. Can we also just throw Brett Kamali into that mix? Yeah. I remember being there when uh, Tim Sheens was saying, "Yep, okay, Madge's gone. This is what this is going to be, and we're going to trial um, Brett Kamali." Yeah. And we, we they threw him into the to the mix of everything. I remember saying to Brett, "You're insane. You're crazy. Yep. You're not going to coach. You're not going to be the head coach." This is this is awful. Like yeah. you're just being thrown into the mix. Um, I, I hate the the lack of respect that they showed for Brett Kamali really irked me as well. And and the comment I'm about to make, I really like these two, and I've said this a number of times, and I've got no doubt that the the people listening to this who I'm about to talk about would take it personal. It's not at all personal no. what I'm about to say. No. Robbie Farrar, who I really 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 like as a bloke, Benji Marshall, who I really 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 like as a bloke, right? 
how does a board, honestly, how do they give a, a, a job to somebody who's never been an assistant coach, then wants to become a general manager, and, and they, they toy with the idea, and Benji, who's never coached a single game in his life prior to, to doing that, being a really skillful coach, quite often, if you go through some of the most talented players we've ever had, they're quite often not the best coaches because everything came a little bit easy mm. for them and a little bit yeah, different. Yeah. So again, that, yep. no matter what I'm saying here, if they're listening to it, they may find this a personal attack. It's not. I really, really like Robbie Farah. I really, really like Benji Marshall. But the Melbourne Storm and the Roosters and the Panthers... It wouldn't happen. They, they don't do that. Mm-hmm. They Maybe the assistant coach different, yes. So Rob, the Robbie's position is a little bit different. But they just don't do it. And, and it's like you start to go... You can't put brains in statues. Like, it, it just became very, very frustrating. And, Michelle, I played in the very first team. I want to be a proud supporter of the club. club yeah. And I don't like constantly bashing them, right? Mm. But you get so bloody frustrated in the whole thing. Yeah. And now I do have comfort that I do think that the changes we have made is a step in the right direction. Let's hit the open line. They're all fired up. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Yeah, well, exactly. Jason from Coogee's there. G'day, Jace. Oh, hello, mate. Um, just wanted to make a couple of comments for the West Tigers. Look, I'm not a West Tigers supporter, but, you know, um, to sit back and watch that club just go as badly as it has over a long period of time and to have, you know, people there in the, behind the scenes in the club that, uh, they're just apologists and they've just made mistake after mistake after mistake and for years and years and years. And I'm actually really pleased to see that for the first time They've actually stood up and done something about it and got rid of these guys. And, mate, you know, as someone who loves rugby league, and I don't support the Tigers, but, mate, I, you know, I, Benji, can get some clear air and they can actually go on and have a decent year or start, to, you know, rebuild and be a dominant club that they should be because, mate, they've got a very passionate supporter base. And, mate, quite frankly, um, what they've dished up has just been garbage for too, for too long, mate. Jase, I'll tell you one thing, and this is probably talking out of school a little bit, but but I think it's important I share it. I spoke to a bloke who I, I've got great um, respect of as far as his knowledge in the game, and, and certainly he's a bloke who should be part of the club still, but Mark O'Neill, who's now general manager at Parramatta, and I actually vented the same thing that I basically said on air, and he said, mate, all your points are valid, but he said, Benji could pr- prove you wrong. He, he said he, he is a special guy. And, and I, I don't doubt he could because I, I do believe in him saying that. But what I'm saying, the whole point of it is, yes, he could prove me wrong, but the Roosters and the all these clubs just wouldn't roll the dice on it. They, they would do what almost uh, the Melbourne Storm were thinking about for Jason Riles. Mm, yeah. Sign him as assistant coach and then with a grand plan to, to do it. I, I, and people are going to say, oh, yeah, you had Sheensy there. But that, that was the mistake. I love Sheensy, but it was a mistake from the get-go. And Freddie of the cannot see variety was all over that from the get-go. Joel, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Planning was the key word. I don't think they actually had a plan. I think that was all thinking on the run and it was all more emotion and, okay, well, this will win them over. We'll try this. We'll do that. And what was evident there was that the whole 
uh, okay, let's go back to those glory days. Let's win the fans over. We think Tim Sheens and Benji Marshall are going to get this job done. Now, you know, less than 12 months into that, we're thinking, okay, well, that's not working. That's been a disaster. They're not seeing eye to eye. The leaks from the club just continued, which I will say that is a concern because it's happened again today. This has been yeah. leaked. Yeah. There was no fancy press conference. There was no anything. It's actually been leaked again. Um, I'm hoping that that sort of stuff will stop because it doesn't happen at the bigger clubs like the Melbourne Storms and, you know, the Roosters and that sort of stuff. Um, this was a big story. Obviously, it was going to get out. But I just think the planning is that there, there was no plan moving forward. It's just like, how are we going to stay in our roles and, and keep doing what we're doing and keep the fans engaged and believing that this is going to get better? But, Michelle, it's, it's fa- fanboying fan or fangirling. Yes, the West Tigers won the comp in 2005. Mm. And I was lucky to be around. I wasn't in the team. And there's no spite out of any of that. But there's been 24 competitions won mm. in the time the West Tigers have been there. Yeah. And all those clubs haven't got players, haven't got jobs because they won a comp. Mm. The West Tigers in 05 didn't win the minor premiership in a gallop. They snuck into the top four and then went on a magical run for four weeks. Mm-hmm. We, we can't, you can't operate that way. You, you, you cannot operate that way. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 Shane from Marrickville. This is not Richardson, is it? G'day, Shane. <laughs> no, um, Joel, just on Shane Richardson, now that he's moved on uh, to West Tigers from... Um, Brisbane East Tigers slash Firehawks. That just about puts a final nail in the coffin of that expansion bit, I'd say. I think you might right, Michelle. It'll be the new Guinea franchise. But look, I, I hate to say a job. The bottom line is with West Tigers, mate. And a lot of people say it. Until they move lock, stock and barrel to Campbelltown and embrace that whole southwest with thousands of juniors and that expanding growing area, they'll be stuck in the time warp of having to feed Leichhardt and look after Gambledown. You can't have it both. They've got to make that move and embrace that whole southwest area. I don't disagree with that, Shane. Yeah, I, the, living point. like a, the, the gypsy life as the pikey's in snatch, it, it doesn't work. <laughs> you, you can't play a 1,000 home games all over the bloody universe. I don't disagree with that, Shane, from Eric 